Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Chris with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Gil Beta with Comcast Ventures. Welcome, Gil. How's it going today? It's going great, Chris. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's great to have you here. So, Gil, give us a bit about your background and how you arrived at Comcast Ventures. Happy to. So, I started off as a software engineer many years ago uh, and then was a founder, CTO of a couple of companies in the advertising technology space. Uh, the last company that I founded exited to AOL in 07. Uh, then I went out to figure out, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up yet again? Uh, and uh, ended up partnering with Comcast uh, to form Genicast, uh, which is a seed fund that invests up to a million dollars in early stage B2B tech companies. So I've been doing that for, for 10 years. Uh, and then last year joined uh, in addition to that, joined Comcast Ventures uh, to do later stage investing. So still focused on enterprise B2B technology companies, uh, but can write the million-dollar check for those super early companies and then also um, larger checks for later stage companies. And what, what kind of companies are you involved in with the Comcast Ventures? Uh, so Comcast Ventures uh, is... Uh, as the name sounds, uh, the 
the venture arm of Comcast and NBC Universal. Um, the companies we invest in don't have to have anything to do with Comcast or NBC Universal, but certainly there's that potential. We work closely with them and can open those doors and make those intros. Uh, the fund itself uh, it does everything from consumer to B2B enterprise. I focus on the B2B enterprise companies uh, and focus on um, cybersecurity, uh, Internet of Things, uh, blockchain, um, uh, enterprise IT, mobile. So given my technology background, I'm super excited when there's some hard technology solving a hard problem. Uh, so I tend to to focus on companies where there's uh, some interesting technology. What's an interesting hard tech um, solution that you found recently? Uh, last year, I invested invested in a company called Draynow, which is in the unsexy space of intermodal shipping. Essentially, how do you get a a container from a rail yard that just came off a, a of a train? How do you get that to um, a um, a warehouse and back. Uh, it's the problem today is being solved using phones, faxes, and email, where where shipping brokers uh, call up uh, truckers and carriers to try to get them to pick up these loads. And uh, what Draynow does is they've created a marketplace where um, brokers post these loads and they're matched with. Uh, uh, drivers, truckers, who can haul those loads. Um, and it's a really interesting problem. It's a huge space. Um, and um, we're, we're, uh, they, they, they've gotten a lot of traction last year. Excellent. So um, what other hard problems have you noticed that, you're, that are kind of your focus lately? Uh, cybersecurity is always uh, an exciting space. As you can imagine, it's a cat and mouse game uh, where you know the same tools that uh, enterprise have benefited from using cloud and and uh, open source and uh, you know the reduction in in uh, the, the the price of compute and storage and bandwidth. So all of those things that the enterprise loves and thrives on. Um, the bad guys are using those to attack uh, and hack uh, companies. Uh, so, you know, we've made a number of investments in the cybersecurity space, one called Upticks, which uh, is focused on monitoring large-scale numbers of servers to make sure that uh, they haven't been compromised. Um, we've invested in another company called ZeroFox, which is in the social network threat management space. So as enterprises, employees uh, become more social and have more communication channels with the uh, um, with the uh, you know their their customers and partners and 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 all um, uh, those are you know new vectors for the bad guys to try to uh, to compromise an enterprise. Very good. So it's a diverse uh, range of uh, products and companies that it sounds like you're working with. Let's um we were talking about blockchain. What what is the current involvement with Comcast Ventures and blockchain kind of technologies? We're super excited about the potential for blockchain technology. So let's separate for the moment uh the the price of, of Bitcoin and 
And for us, that's a bit of a distraction. If it's at $10,000 or it's at $10, we're still excited about the potential for the technology. Um, We see through our interactions with the various business units um, that there's a lot of potential for blockchain technology in the areas of advertising, um, Internet of Things, security, loyalty rewards, identity. So there are a lot of really interesting applications of the core technology that we think can um, help accelerate uh, many businesses uh, and also introduce new new potential business models that, that uh, weren't possible before. Oh, very good. So what kind of new business models are you seeing that uh, that Comcast Ventures want to go towards or wants to support? If you look at uh, the internet, sort of internet 1.0, as uh, it was an enabling layer uh, that um, allowed for uh, distribution costs to go to near zero and, and where um, companies and individuals could connect on this massive global um, network. Uh, we think that blockchain has the the ability to now connect those people in a trusted fashion, whereby two entities who do not know each other but have the but wish to transact in some way um, can now do that in a trusted fashion without an intermediary. So today. There are many businesses who are, who are aggregators, um, who help buyers and sellers, producers and consumers to uh, meet and transact on these aggregation platforms. Uh, think of, you know, Facebook is a, an aggregation platform. Amazon is, a, is another aggregation platform. So, you know, we think that there are interesting business models to be had whereby um, there is less of a necessity for these intermediaries um, and where uh, the parties can connect directly in a safe and trusted um, transaction. Okay. So with these uh, parties connecting, what new developments are you seeing that maybe, uh, that maybe we're not quite aware of yet? You know, one interesting application that we've been looking into is in the loyalty reward space. So today, if you look at a frequent flyer program or any kind of points program, it's really tied to you know, one individual company where you have your American Airlines frequent, frequent flyer points or you have your, your Marriott reward points. And um, those points are not uh, um, able to be exchanged, commingled um, at all. Um, we think that blockchain has the potential for creating, if you will, a universal rewards and loyalty system, um, whereby you own these points and they are um, contributed by these various organizations um, and you earn them at these various organizations, but they're interchangeable. So you can earn American Airlines miles and then spend them at uh, a Marriott um, uh, and or you earn my, you know, these points at a <clears throat> at a restaurant, and be able to, you know, exchange them for a movie ticket. So, you know, you know that that's 
that those types of business models are really difficult to 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 implement um, today using um, uh, existing business models and technology. Uh, blockchain enables those types of businesses to be created where they were extremely difficult um, to 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 uh, to manage before. Now, do you see those rewards being tokenized or to facilitate that happening, or do you see the companies partnering together? What's your uh, what's your observation on that? I think that uh, there is a token, a reward token, and um, each of these companies decide or not to participate in this new rewards uh, token economy. They come up with their own exchange rates, which is you know, for American Airlines, it's it's miles to you know these reward tokens, um, and um, and then. Uh, you have consumers who earn these tokens by flying uh, miles, and then there are other partners uh, in this ecosystem that's created, um, which will accept these um, these tokens for for uh, goods and services. And the interesting thing about doing this on a blockchain is that any company um, can be on either side of that transaction. You don't have to have a formal relationship with, uh, you know, with a consortium or with some sort of uh, governing body in order to um, contribute uh, uh, tokens or accept tokens. That I think okay. is where, where the magic lies in in uh, in blockchain. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting development. I, I think in the world of rewards how again as you mentioned earlier how complicated it is to to go from one to another and so um, the universalization of that makes it uh, really exciting for customers and giving them the freedom to to do the things that they need to do so Gil I want to go back and I mean Comcast Ventures that that says a lot of things just in the in the name Comcast so how do you interact with um, Comcast NBC Universal we think that particularly on um, uh, frontier technologies like blockchain, we have a bit of an advantage. Um, we work with all the, the different business units, and, and a quick refresher: we're in the we're an ISP. We provide internet, we provide TV and video services. Um, we um, uh, own uh, NBC TV. Universal Pictures, so think you know, Despicable Me Minions, um, uh, Universal Theme Park. Um, uh, so you know, we're Fandango. So we're in you know, lots of different businesses with lots of different applications. With such early technology like blockchain, uh, it's difficult to understand you know what is the the potential for the technology and what's the reality. I think being a corporate fund. Uh, that's affiliated with so many of these these great businesses. We're able to sit next to practitioners who have real problems and are potentially looking to apply blockchain to solve those those real problems. So we think that we'll get an early look at what is the you know the real potential for some of this uh, technology um, and. Some of the things we mentioned, like in the rewards loyalty, there are you know folks internally who are looking at that. 
and looking at, at you know, security and identity, you know, a bunch of different applications. Um, and then we're using that to inform our decision-making when we uh, make an outside investment. And maybe our outside investment uh, ends up partnering with Comcast or NBC Universal in some way, or, or maybe we just think it's a great business um, and there's great potential. So recently we made an investment in a company called Blockdaemon, which provides uh, a blockchain as a service. So enterprises and developers don't have to worry about deploying their own nodes and infrastructure and maintaining it and updating it. Um, they just use Blockdaemon to create that infrastructure and um, and 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 it's monitored and maintained and updated for them, so they can get on to uh, creating the real value, uh, as opposed to having to you know fumble with you know creating their 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 blockchain nodes. That technology potentially has some some use uh, uh, inside um, Comcast or NBC Universal. So that's a um, uh, a company where there may be some potential. Um, uh, connection with uh, the mothership. Okay. I want to go back to something that you said, a, a very interesting term, frontier technologies. Now, blockchain is it's definitely in that list. What other frontier technologies are you thinking about right now or are you seeing in addition to blockchain that, that people might be interested in or that you know Comcast is getting involved with? The Internet of Things is has means so many things and has so much potential. So essentially it is all of these devices everywhere, whether that, you know, in your home um, or whether it's in your work or out in our cities are now becoming more and more connected. And um, there's a lot of potential there for making our lives much more convenient. Um, you know, think of uh, a very simple application. I think it's exciting because I'm in the you know the B2B space, but but others might not think of it. Is but having a sensor on a uh, one of these uh, you know trash containers. Um, and today, when um, you know business contracts with a company to come and empty the these trash containers, um, these dumpsters, um, uh, the company sends out a truck once a week or a couple times a week and, and empties it uh, and all. But, you know, there's a potential if you put a sensor in there for the, the trash collection company to be able to determine, you know, you know, how much trash is in there and do we really need a pickup? It's scheduled to be picked up once or twice a week or whatever that schedule is. Uh, but, you know, maybe, you know, uh, it doesn't need to be picked up twice uh, this week because, you know, there was, you know, lower uh, amount of, uh, of, of trash in there. Um, so there's so many really interesting optimizations um, uh, by adding sensors um, on, uh, on, you know, let's say, you know, uh, something as simple as a, as a dumpster or um, in an oil tank, either in the home or businesses that have these oil tanks that, that uh, heat their homes or businesses, uh, you know, if you put sensors on those, then, then companies who fill those can actually optimize when they fill them, how much they fill them, uh, and, and, and all. So there are really interesting applications for um, connecting all of these devices. Okay. So with, um, with these 
connectivity things in mind, what do you see as potential problems in that area? I think we definitely have to solve uh, security. Uh, we need the ability to be able to lock these devices down and uh, make sure that access is strictly controlled. Um, uh, internally within Comcast, there is a project going on in the IoT security space, um, which is how do you um, uh, make sure that um, uh, these devices that come into the home, whether it's a you know, webcam or a you know, thermostat, um, you know, how do you make sure that, that those devices are secured uh, and that there's a, a, a proof of concept going on around using blockchain? Uh, one of the unique aspects of blockchain is this decentralized um, uh, uh, methodology of control. So rather than a central place that controls uh, in this application, the security of a webcam, you would have the webcam itself um, uh, determine who gets access to it and, and who doesn't. So there's no central repository of access controls and passwords and, and all. So, you know, we think that uh, there's a potential uh, application for blockchain in securing these IoT devices um, uh, in the home. Okay. So. Tell us a bit more about how Comcast Ventures um, works with the focusing on different stages of companies. So probably the least valuable thing that we bring to the table uh, is uh, the actual cash investment. That's a, a commodity. Um, we think we can add a bunch of value because, uh, as an example, I've uh, you know, I'm a, I've been an entrepreneur. I founded companies, built companies, exited companies. Uh, so I can help uh, some of these, uh, some of our portfolio companies in their product strategy or go-to-market strategy um, uh, or, you know, in hiring uh, and, and really add some value um, in helping to, to grow the company. Um, given that we're affiliated with, with Comcast and NBC Universal, there may be an opportunity where Comcast can be a partner or a customer um, or you know, just help advise a portfolio company on, you know, the product roadmap. Um, so I think there's, there, there are a lot of opportunities on the venture side to add value to uh, portfolio companies. Um, and look, I, I still believe I'm a, an entrepreneur at heart, uh, even though I've been in the, in the venture business for, for, for 10 years. Uh, I love working with entrepreneurs, um, and helping them, you know, build their companies and and uh, and create meaningful value for you know their partners and customers. If you were to tie it all together with um, with the companies that you're looking at for for opportunities, what is the personal thing for you that that gives you the thumbs up? This is a great idea, or um, maybe or opposite. What's the, the, the main thing that you see across the board that attracts you to investing in these companies? I like to paraphrase a Thomas Edison when he said that genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Uh, when it comes to early stage companies, you know, I think that the idea itself is 1% and 99% it's about execution. Can this team take this great idea you know, build the technology, build the product. Can they bring it to market? 
Can they find customers for that product? So it's really about execution. Uh, I see hundreds of, of, of great ideas every year. Um, and the difference between a great idea and something I would invest in is something that, that uh, is a company that I believe can turn that idea into a real product and bring some real customers on board. What are some kind of examples of the execution stage that you see that, that sell you or that give you the yes on that? If the team has, is solving a problem that they felt before, so they were actually on the you know uh, on the, the receiving end of of this this problem. So if they come from the industry um, that where the problem is that they're trying to solve, um, that's a great indicator that they really understand the problem. They understand the target market, um, and also they probably have a network of potential customers. Uh, so you know, if they can nail that, if they really understand the problem. Uh, and they have a team who can who can build a solution to that problem. That gets me super excited. Great, that's a, that's a great outlook. And um, I know that there are so many great ideas, as you mentioned out there. Um, and I think that's a thing that I relate to on that. When I see, oh, this is a great idea, but we need we need to raise money to get our great idea out there. We don't really have to work behind it, nor have we worked in this space before. That's a that's a big red flag to me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we all have great ideas, right? And and um, uh, the difference between you know a great idea and a great business is is really somebody getting out there and 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 executing on on that idea. Um, and look, I love to see companies when they're early. So I do seed stage investing. So you know where we're you know the first institutional investor through, you know, Genicast, our, our seed fund. Um, and, but I'd like to see that um, the entrepreneurs have taken that idea as far as they can go without, you know, raising institutional capital. So then maybe they raise some friends and family money. So maybe, you know, I don't know, 10 or 20K of friends and family money. And then maybe they raised 100 or 200K of, you know, angel uh, uh, money. Um, and they're able to, you know, build a product if, you know, uh, there was some, if there's you know, risk around, you know, can they build it or, um, you know, find customers to pilot um, the product if, if that's, a, you know, an issue. Um, so, you know, really try to um, de-risk some of the business early before uh, they get to me. Um, and uh, and also really understand the competitive landscape that they're working. You know, I one of my pet peeves is when I'm being you know pitched uh, a company and um, uh, they lay out who they believe the competitive landscape is, and I'm able to think of a company. I'm certainly I'm not an expert in the space, but I'm able to think of a company that isn't on their competitive landscape, but I know is competitive. Um, that's, you know, given I'm not an expert in the space, they should know all the different players in the space. Um, if I, if I'm able to, to come up with a company that is not on their list, then it sort of, you know, maybe sends up, maybe not a red flag, but you know, maybe at least a, you know, a, a yellow flag. Yes, of course. It's always uh, best to proceed with caution before getting into to anything new, but uh, having those factors backing up the, you know, the proof or the, the idea that they're working on. Um, definitely worth looking into. 
Gil, it's been a it's been really great chatting with you today. I wonder if you have any final thoughts before we go. Thanks so much, Christopher, for inviting me. Um, it, it, you know, I'd love to uh, to, to hear from uh, uh, some of your your, your listeners. Uh, feel free to go to you know genicast.com or comcastventures.com. Um, see what we're up to. Um, some of the investments that we've made and, and, uh, uh, would love to, to hear some, some pitches, uh, from, uh, from, from your listeners. Thanks so much, Gil, for joining us today. Appreciate having you. Wonderful. Thanks so much and, and, uh, uh, happy to do it again soon. Great. Gil Beta with Comcast Ventures. And we want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Future Tech Podcast today. We'll catch you here next time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, in their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 